you are listening to Production One Ministries Featured Podcast with your host, Jake Hickenbottom. Hello and welcome to Production One Ministries' very first podcast. I'm your host, Jake Hickenbottom. I'm the author of upcoming book, Energy of Change, What God Has to Say About ADHD, also co-founder of Production One. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about my book, Energy of Change, in our little micro-series podcast here. And I have a very special guest. With us today, I have Putty Putman. Yeah, good to be here, Jake. Thanks for the invite. Awesome. We're glad to have you. So for those who don't know Putty, uh, Putty is the director and founder of School Kingdom Ministry. Uh, he's an author of two books, Live Like Jesus and Kingdom Impact, which is his latest book. So, Putty, um, would you like to introduce yourself just a little bit for people who don't know you? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I'm a pastor as well at the Vineyard Church of Central Illinois, where uh, that's where you know a lot of the ministry stuff I've been doing is, is rooted. Um, I, before that, was actually trained as a scientist, and so I have a PhD in physics, and the Lord called me into ministry. And uh, in that ministry, we started School of Kingdom Ministry, which is a training and equipping program for people uh, to learn how to do Jesus-type stuff. And um, also wrote those books you talked about and did some other things, too. So, And one of the awesome things, when I, I've actually read quite a bit of this book. I haven't finished your book yet, Putty. I'm sorry. But I've read okay. quite a bit of it. And um, in your new book, uh, Kingdom Impact, you talk about an unlikely introduction and just, can you just tell us a little bit about that? Give people a little teaser on your book so they can go out and just read more. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, my journey, a lot of my journey is caught up with meeting the Holy Spirit and, uh, the ministry of the kingdom. So I grew up in the church, was very involved with, uh, you know, church from a very young age have known Jesus, followed Jesus as long as I can remember. But I absolutely did not know the Holy Spirit very well. I knew he was real, but didn't know what it was like when he showed up, didn't know the kinds of things he's doing in our lives. And uh, long story short, which is drawn out a lot more in the book, um, God kind of navigated me into a corner where he uh, introduced me to the Holy Spirit very unexpectedly. And uh, that began to become really the pivot point for my journey, uh, where I began to um, wrap up my, my uh, career in the sciences, which uh, was, was good. I didn't, I didn't leave the sciences because I couldn't do them. I, I was doing well there, uh, but I just got caught with this passion for the kingdom and for seeing God show up and really prove himself God in people's lives. And the more I saw that happen, the more I was hooked. And one thing led to another, and that's the journey I'm still on today. That's awesome. So if people want to get more connected with the, the, the ministries and the books and the readings, uh, where can they go to, to to find your material? What's the best outlet for them? Simplest place is probably puttyputman.com. Okay. And uh, that's that's a website that I have, you know, directs to my books and School King Ministry and other things. Um, or you can look me up on, on Facebook. Just search for the Putty Putman public figure page. Excellent. Yeah, so please uh, support his ministry. Putty is is awesome. You'll be blown away by a lot of the things that he has to say about the kingdom. I know my life has changed from your teaching, so I kind of want to just dive right in. So no pun on our new series, Dive. But <laughs> <laughs> So I want to talk a little bit about my book here. A lot of people have been asking me, Putty, about my 
my new book. When's it going to be out? When's things going to be rolling? So my target date is first quarter of 2020. Now that could change. I'm kind of letting the Holy Spirit lead my writing a little bit, but uh, there is quite a bit of content finished. There's a lot of content that's been polished. Uh, Putty, you're actually going to be the, the forward on my book. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for that. So uh, that'll be a, an interesting uh an interesting read uh, so i kind of like a mentor teacher to student kind of <laughs> kind of uh road there with my book and so if you guys haven't checked that out you can check that out through production1.com and you can just find us right there on our facebook page to production one ministries so let's dive in here so one of the things about my book is, that you'll read right off the bat is the true definition of ADHD. And I kind of want to just say that real quick, just for anybody that's got questions out there. So what is ADHD? It's Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. ADHD is one of the most common neurobehavioral disorders of childhood. It is sometimes referred to as Attention Deficit Disorder, ADD. It is usually first diagnosed in childhood and often lasts through adulthood. Children with ADHD may have trouble paying attention, controlling impulse behaviors, um, may act without thinking about what the result will be, or be overly active. Now, I know for myself, buddy, I've got quite a few of those, and you being <laughs> one of my friends, you've probably seen a few of those behaviors. But um, one of the things I, I want to jump right into is the introduction to my book. And in the introduction... I talk about ADHD at its core, understanding what it is from the lens of my own eyes to the lens of somebody who doesn't have it. And really, you can call that a worldview. And Putty, I know in School of Kingdom Ministry, like one of the first things people learn about is, is a worldview. Um, can you just briefly describe that just a little bit on, on what worldviews are? And just you don't have to go into detail like you do in Sockham, but just yep. a brief description here. Absolutely. Um, worldviews are a concept which essentially says that every one of us has some portion of uh, our mental program that's running more in the background than we realize. Um, our brain is using our uh, perspective and our understanding of what life is and the way that it works to constantly make sense of all the things that are happening around us. And so... Um, that filters into uh, the events that we experience and what we think they mean, uh, how we, uh, you know, what we think they, uh, where they came from, what they mean for the future, so forth and so on. And so, uh, long story short, is essentially each one of us uh, have a perspective that's informing the way we see the world a whole lot more mm. than we recognize. That's good. That's good. So um, you briefly, I briefly shared with you before the podcast, uh, I have uh, two worldviews that come to ADHD. So one of those is not having ADHD and having ADHD. So the first, uh, for those who don't have ADHD, there's three main points in my book that I talk about. Um, that worldview would lean towards a quick fix, treatment, or permanent cure, decide what is normal for society, have a worldview of living without ADHD. So the flip side to that is those who have ADHD. So I've had ADHD my whole life. Uh, struggle with a quick fix, treatment, or permanent cure. ADHD is normal to them, but not society. Have a worldview of living with ADHD. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I talk about in my introduction is... Uh, it basically stumps people on a worldview. So I let's say I'm meeting you for the first time, Putty. Mm. 
And what's this role play right here? I say, hi, my name's Jake. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, it's good to meet you. I'm Putty. I have ADHD. Oh, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> so exactly in that moment, let's pause. Exactly in that moment, other than the caught off guard, what did you first think about? And deep dive into some role play here. Uh, what did I first think about? Um, well, yeah, my first thought was being caught off guard. Like, <laughs> wow, that went from zero to 60 fast. Um, but but then the next thing, honestly, as someone who has not experienced ADHD, my next thought is, uh, what does this mean? Like, I, I don't actually, like, I'm not sure what that means for your experience of the world. Like, mm. I, I understand a label now, but I've not had ADHD, so I don't know what, like, what does that actually imply? You know, like, what does that introduce into our relationship? I kind of don't know. That, that that's some really good points you just made one of the last things you said there what is how does that play into our relationship and one of the things that i've found on my journey of adhd and just is relationships and how they affect my life being adhd so one of the things putty that i've mm. i've dealt with with identity is uh performance driven type uh relationships mm -hmm. and in, in School Kingdom Ministry, you, you had taught us a, a little bit about a transformation model. We'll go back to that here in our podcast here in a second. But it, growing up, in third grade, I was diagnosed with ADHD. And mm. it was very uncommon for people to not really know what ADHD was. And I remember my teacher coming up and asking me at recess one time, he's like, she's like, are you taking medication? What is ADHD? And I'm just, you know, a mm. nine year old kid. Mm. I, I, I didn't really know how to react to that. But as I progressed through school, I was thrown into learning disability classes. And as I progressed even farther, the whole town schools merged at fifth and sixth grade. And I started interacting with students that I once been with at other schools. And so now you got the whole town and, you know, social cliques are forming. And all of a sudden here I am in learning disability classes and being made fun of initially mm. straight up, mm. you know, just dealing with that, you know, the whole thing of girls, blah, 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 you name it. It's junior high. So, right. As I progressed into seventh and eighth grade, um, as you read in my book, <clears throat> something that I talk about in my book, Putty, is just starting out from a performance to be to belong. Mm -hmm. And could you just briefly describe the transformation model that I'm, I'm talking about here and how I mentioned it in my book a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's, a, there's a good bit of theology behind this, which we won't really dive into. Uh, in great detail here, because that would bring us off subject. But uh, suffice it to say, um, there's three things that we we all need in life. Uh, we need to to have a sense of belonging somewhere. We need to feel like I fit, like this is a, a home that I can be in. I'm I'm accepted. I'm loved. I'm safe here. Um, we also all need uh, the ability to to be. Uh, and by that, I mean the ability to, to have a, a picture of ourself that we can be at peace with. So I can respect myself. I can uh, think uh, well of myself. I can feel um, like uh, I am uh, myself being here as a positive element of the world. Um, and so we have, we have being needs. Uh, we have belonging needs. We have being needs. And then we have doing needs. We all have um, the need to 
feel uh, a sense of significance, feel like we contribute, feel like um, what I'm doing um, matters in this world and, and, and me being here is adding to this world in some way. And um, essentially the, the transformation model uh, is, is built on the theology of the Trinity and we're not gonna go into the details of that. But suffice it to say, uh, the order that you put these on top, you put on top of each other with these three makes a big difference. Mm. People tend to, or people, it can go one of two ways. Um, you can try to do, to be, to belong, or you can belong to be to do, <laughs> um, and and the order makes all the difference. And how does how do you how does the order exactly make difference here? Um, just from a theological standpoint here. Yeah, well, the long and short of it is one of them is is the way that God has designed the world to work, um, which which is uh, that belonging is the is the first layer, uh, and then being, and then doing, and 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 that's the way that uh, that comes actually straight out of uh, who God is. It's actually connected to the Trinity, um, belonging, being, and doing are are related to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And again, we're not going to go way into that. You can right. read that in right. Kingdom Impact right. if you if you want more. Um, but that's the way that God uh, approaches us. That's the way that God uh, ministers to us and, and transforms us. Um, and the other way around, the do to be to belong, is actually the trap of the enemy. And that's mm. the way that uh, he is trying to get us to approach our world and the way that the world uh, tends to, to have us uh, try and get our needs met uh, is, is going that way. And, and the sad thing is, is it never works. Uh, because it, it really these are their needs that come from God. God has a plan to meet them. He's laid it out how it works. And if we try and make it work another way, it's just, it's not going to work. It's, That's God. really good. Yeah. That's really good. So in my book, um, I have some downward points here. And you just have to read the book when it comes out. But I will share some of these downward points um, in in my junior high section. So it says not being inspired to learn academics simply meant I did not care to do the schoolwork. So I go in a lot, talk about being inspired. So, and then the downward point number two, I wanted to just fit in and for people to like me. And then the downward point three, the final one, I began to see myself rejected by my friends and social clicks. I was labeled as the special ed kid. And um, I go into saying there are very critical points early in early adolescent years. Not being inspired um, led to no motivation. And then wanting to fit in led to the opening door to the spirit of rejection. And then finally feeling rejection, having to prove myself, I found the need to adopt the false identity for myself. So mm -hmm. basically what I just said, can you like break that down in this model a little bit? I mean, I do that in my book, but just from your expertise on what you're hearing here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, you know, the, if, if we're approaching life uh, uh, without being really purposeful here, we're probably approaching life where we think that doing is where we start. And if we do well, then we'll be able to be, so I'll be able to, to have an identity that I can look at. And so I have to kind of perform well so that I can uh, respect myself, mm -hmm. so that I can think well about myself. And that um, that will open the door for me to belong, to feel like I'm accepted by other people and I can fit and I'm whatever. Um, and so what often happens and what I read in, in your story is if you're, uh, when you're in, in school, and you have really any uh, major impediment that it is 
um, more complicated than, uh, you know, well, I'm just not so great at math. You know, mm, if yes. I get diagnosed with a learning disability, if I have ADHD, if I have, uh, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, depressive episodes or, or things like that, what winds up happening is that interferes with your due. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so, so now I can't come to school and be a great student because for some reason the, the system doesn't match who I am well. And if my whole cycle is built on I have to do to be and be to belong, then it winds up trapping the person in essentially an impossible situation. You're never going to be able to feel like I can succeed well at school because of this complicated issue, which I can't solve. And so, therefore, uh, I look at myself and I go, oh, man, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not just a terrible student. I'm a terrible person. I'm a failure. I'm a loser. I don't amount to anything here, so I'll never amount to anything ever. And then that then gets reflected out to the world around us. And so all these people don't like me, and really they shouldn't like me, and they'll never like me. Uh, I'll always be rejected. I'll always feel like an outcast. I'll always dot, 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 We dot, fell dot. right into the enemy's trap as I did. Um, so one of the things that I, I definitely hit on later in my book is I need to love myself right from the beginning and understand that I belong to the father and understand that as I'm walking through the doors of junior high, I should have belonged. I should have just went from the attitude. I'm like, I don't need to perform to be here. Mm. I just need to love who I am. Yeah. One of the things that I had a revelation about, and I mentioned in my book is uh, Satan wants to like kind of lock up people with ADHD and just cast them out and, and, uh, and just describe a very bad falsified, uh, falsified identity is kind of where I'm wanting to go with that. Mm. And it's just, I almost think of it like this is that this, the bad spirits of the world fear what we can possibly do when we actually love ourselves. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And just for me being ADHD, I'm, I'm thinking so fast all the time and if I don't steward it well, if I don't learn how to love myself in this and to be a good steward of the mind, the Bible it definitely calls us to be a good steward of the mind and mm-hmm. and you know be slow to anger and be and, and make sure that we're you can read it all about that in James if you if you haven't. So, <laughs> uh, but one of the things that I'm going going for here is that imagine a church that understands their identity. And I feel like we're all created. And I, I could be wrong, but we're all created with bits and fragments of who the real father is. Mm-hmm. And as we combine and get collectively together, like I almost feel like that's becoming more of who the father is as a church. Yeah. A better I, picture of him. It, it's yeah. just a better picture. And yeah. you know, it, there's, there's a lot of things that can be said there, but one of the things that I really want to point out here is that ADHD, if, if you're just growing up with it and you're a parent and you don't really fully understand what to do well every situation's different so one of the things i'd recommend is you know absolutely do is love them and it's easy to say that oh i love my child but i don't really like the way he is are you truly loving your child if you don't like the way they are mm-hmm. so i know for me that you know that my parents loved me very much but i drove them absolutely crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh you know, anybody who knows my mother or talks with my mom and, and the stories that I'll share in my book between me and my mom, you know, I definitely drove them crazy where at times it was hard to love me. And, but where I'm going at with this is the transformation. If, if you can just start out loving yourself, 
so later on in the book, I go, I even revisit these downward points. You know, the do, be, belong. I'm going backwards here. Mm. So I perform well and make the basketball team. So I didn't make the basketball team in junior high, and it really, really threw me down. Um, the B part was making the basketball team meant I would be good enough to be accepted among my peers and the popular social cliques, you know, standard junior high stuff. Mm -hmm. And belong, being accepted meant I was... Uh, known to belong with the popular crowd. And I break it down into my downward points here. Yeah, uh, I was trying to perform well to be on the basketball team, and I did not make it. So that was my due. I was trying to perform. So the B start part started out as, since I did not make the basketball team, I could not fit in with the popular crowd. Also, I felt unable to be popular among my peers. So I kind of had self-hate, self-rejection of myself, mm. walked through the doors every day with a spirit of fear and rejection and just trying to prove myself and being somebody that I'm not just to be loved. Mm. And then the belong part, unable to prove that I would be popular created a reality for me that I could not belong. I started to blame ADHD for not performing. Yep. So let's fast forward the clock here, buddy, and let's talk a little bit about what happened. Uh, was it two years ago in Stockholm? So it was a uh, year and a half, maybe something like that. Yeah. So when I came through School of Kingdom Ministry with my wife as uh, to graduate School of Kingdom Ministry, now I'm a I assist in in your campus and just being a leader in the small groups roles, but. Um, we have what we call an inner healing lab. So let's fast forward the clock to that. And sure. I am now an adult individual with a mess. Mm -hmm. I have not mm -hmm. just let this self-hate and rejection be a part of my junior high life. I've let it grow and manifest into my adult life, even having children. Sure. So can you kind of break down maybe like just from like an abstract view here of, of just what I'm talking about in general and like yeah. what I'm describing here to make more sense Absolutely. to who's listening. Absolutely. So um, one of the things we talk about in School of Kingdom Ministry is what you mentioned. Uh, it's called the integrated healing model. And the idea is essentially this. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're Christians. And uh, as Christians, um, you know, one of the things that we believe is that uh, Jesus is alive and he's active, and he did and still does uh, minister healing to people. And um, integrated healing approach is a way of thinking and practicing that healing where one of the core ideas is that uh, we as human beings have a lot of facets to us, mm -hmm. a lot of different layers to us, and they're all kind of woven together. It's like a Rubik's Cube. Um, you know, like you're the cube that has the red on the one side also has yellow on the other side. You can't like pull them apart. They're all connected. And, um, specifically the layers that we talk about in school of King ministry are, um, physical layers. And so physical healing, uh, is, is, uh, an element. Um, and that's stuff that's just happening with the literal physical body. Um, there are emotional layers, and so that's stuff happening internally, the way we see the world, um, emotional stuff that hasn't been worked through and, and brought healing to. Um, there's spiritual layers, and so this would be places where maybe we're out of alignment with God, um, we're you know in unforgiveness, or we're uh, you know in agreement with I don't know some kind of a, a sin pattern or something. And then lastly, uh, there's there's deliverance, which is um, we see Jesus delivered people from demons in the Bible, 
And, uh, you know, we believe that deliverance can still happen today. And what the integrated healing model says is all of that is woven up together. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so it all interacts, you know. And you might think, oh, well, you know, what does, you know, this unforgiveness issue have to do with the fact that, you know, I have this physical problem? Well, it turns out they can be related. And so, you know, thinking about all of this and the, the ADHD mm -hmm. and the journey you've been on, um, you know, you have this big... Uh, pile of a lot of really intense emotional stuff from, I mean, just junior high is intense enough for anybody. Anybody's going to come through that. But with, yeah, I've got high needs. school, college, and then being a Christian. Right, in, in, but, in but you've got 99. all of these like ADHD layers that make that way more complicated, way more difficult. Absolutely. Um, and so and so you know, as an adult, you're 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 doing your, your best. I mean, I'm not, we're not throwing you under the bus. You're, 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 you know, being a husband and a father and, you know, an employee and all of that, you know, you're not, you're not a complete mess, but that stuff is still there in the background to some extent. And it's still affecting you one way, form or another. This is very true. This is very true. So one of the things in that integrated healing model, it, it was a healing lab that we did and just basically practicing with the groups that we were in, in, in school, kingdom ministry and I remember uh, um, sitting in, in a chair and people were just praying over me. And one of the things that the person ministering to me, I won't mention him by name, uh, but was just saying, hey, I feel like you just you need to forgive some people in your life. And it was exactly so I started forgiving some very core people in my life. And over time, even after this, I started forgiving people as I was driving my car, I was just I forgive that person, but the mm. the real thing one one of your one of your really good friends um, I won't mention him either, but <laughs> it had said to me he's like Jake, you really need to deal with the orphan spirit in your life. Mm. And one of the things was I was like, well, what does that mean? And one of the things he was trying to make was you need to forgive people, but also forgive them for the way they made you feel. Mm. And as I started doing that, that's when I started to feel free. So. Um, I, I'm going to be very vulnerable here and to say, hey, I've been through two deliverances and Putty's been a part of two of those. Um, actually, three deliverances and, two, and Putty's been a part of two of those. Uh, I had a rare autoimmune disease called pemphigus vulgaris, where basically, if you can think of like what a leopard is and their skin falling apart, my skin was kind of attacking itself. It started in my mouth and I couldn't eat food. Like my tongue parts were coming off. I don't want to deal with all the gross <laughs> I'm grossing about funny here mm. but um, it was killing me mm. and I remember going through the other healing lab and I, after it was over I walked up to you and you said something to me that was just absolutely on point and it you want to share that real yeah. quick? Yeah so you had done some of that prayer and it seemed like really really fruitful and I, we were just talking about it, I think. I don't yeah, and I'd had some really good breakthrough. I think I'd just some walls have been tearing down. And then, right. Yeah. yeah. And I think we had talked a little bit about that disease, the pemphigus. I can't ever say it right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, you, I was. I think I was asking, did you get prayer for that? And you were saying, well, we, you know, we did this inner healing stuff. And I just kind of commented um, that, yeah, uh, you know, a pattern that, that myself and, and some other people who do this integrated healing have seen is that um, self-hatred issues are often connected to autoimmune disorders. It's not a hard, fast rule, uh, but it's it's For me, it not definitely uncommon. was. Mm -hmm. It definitely was. And, and what's happening there, actually, is, you know, as, as I observe it, um, is, you know, 
self-hatred is is a um, it is a self decision that uh, I don't like myself and and so it would be better if I were not here <laughs> or something like that and and what happens in a in a, in a not entirely metaphorical way is the body actually just receives that instruction the body's like you're not good you shouldn't be here and it turns on itself yeah and, and that's exactly what was happening in my body so a little something about pemphigus vulgaris which you know um, you had mentioned in I'm just going to jump right into in the deliverance mm -hmm. section of School Kingdom is way down the line. Uh, and you say, hey, you know, what? You might have some random one off disease or problem. Well, mine was one in a million, mm -hmm. statistically. Mm -hmm. One in a million. It took me forever just to find a doctor to help me with this. Right. Um, and I knew then, just from your teachings and just understanding. Um, more my identity in Christ was this was an, an act of self-hatred and I, the Holy Spirit lives in me and, and, and water and oil don't mix. You, I can't hate myself and have the Holy Spirit mm. working together in my body. So I had to push that out and, and there was some deliverance that happened uh, mm -hmm. shortly after that. And then uh, mm -hmm. um, there was another awesome one that we could probably talk about another time, but, mm -hmm. um, but uh, I felt, after that, my levels started going down, mm -hmm. and uh, those protein markers, I think, after the second deliverance, just went away. I am now in remission. Mm. Uh, I did go through chemotherapy, uh, not to say that you know, the, the doctors and what happened there didn't help. I think as a collective element here of all of it. It, that's what you know the, the deliverance the, the starting to love myself the forgiveness the mm. chemo just the drugs that helped me you know stop killing myself right and i remember your brother and, and a few others came to my last infusion with my chemo we i just decided you know what it's not going to be just a chemo I'm, we're going to bless this this infusion <laughs> and i went and got tested about a month later and my levels were in normal range and then they went even farther down and now i'm in full remission mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um it all started with an act of forgiveness mm -hmm. and letting go of the fear and loving myself so yeah and and i mean the i think the takeaway is you know how much all of this kind of layers upon itself right so at the bottom we have you know are you are we living in performance you know or are we living in in god's plan where we're moving from acceptance you know in your in your in your history basically it starts like this well you know you're living in performance you don't know better it's not mm -hmm. bad it's just it's what you saw it's what you know it's what the world told you and then wow we run into school and ADHD basically makes performance impossible at school. So then self-disappointment, self-rejection, self-hatred all becomes normal. Um, you know, all the social things fall apart, just reinforces that. And, you know, fast forward 20, 30 years, this has become such a consistent pattern that your body's now assisting. <laughs> it's no longer just an emotional pattern. It's a physical mm -hmm. pattern, literally. And, um, and then, and then what happens is, well, fortunately the whole process begins to reverse, right? You start to learn, oh, hold on. I can, I can actually be accepted. It's performance is a whole nother thing. Like I, I don't have to do to belong, you know, like I belong because 
God loves me. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I fit here because he made me. You know, I don't have to prove my need to be here. Like, he put me here. So if you don't like me here, take it up with God. It's not my problem. <laughs> um, and so you, you start to learn to belong. That allows you to be. Now you can accept yourself. You can say, hey, you know what? Like, I do have, yes, this ADHD thing is a part of my life, but it doesn't mean I have to hate myself. It doesn't mean I have to look down at myself. It doesn't mean I have to reject myself. It, it means that's part of the equation. So I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to convert it into energy of change instead of mm-hmm. energy of self hate. <laughs> so one of the things I talk about in my book, I, it, it's, it's just really funny. And it's, this is later down. You know, I could be uh, a holy hand grenade, no Monty Python reference there. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And, um, or an atomic bomb. Mm. I'm an, I'm an intense dude. Well, that intensity is not bad. And before it was like, I need to calm down. I'm like, you know what? Why take the best part of me out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't I just be intense? You know, uh, one of the things For that, good things. Yeah. yeah. If I'm going to be distracted, why can't I, you know, I've, for an ADHD mind, I'll just kind of tell you, you know, I, I told your brother this too in, in a previous interview, mm. uh, video interviews a while back. You know, for me, I think very linear, straightforward, but I also have these two non-linear things happening on the side. Mm. You know, you being a scientist understand, you know, linear being very straightforward on, you know, non-linear being all over the place. Right. And, you know, even right now as we're talking, I'm thinking about other things Mm. that are completely off topic and completely Mm. out of this, out of this studio room. And one of the things that I want to encourage people out there that are, you know, specifically young adults and junior high kids and, and even parents that are struggling or it just anybody struggling with an ADHD situation. It, it all starts with loving and belonging to the father mm. yeah. and don't take away the best parts of them because you never know. They might change the world. Yeah. And it sounds, it's funny cause it sounds trite, right? It sounds like, well, it starts with God loves you. And everyone goes, yeah, yeah. Rolls their eyes. I know, right? <laughs> but, but there's a reality to it. Like it's actually, it's, it's really powerful. Absolutely. It's really true. And it's really powerful. So one of the uh, final, we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes here, but one of the things I, I do want to share a little bit about um, my role, I was a teacher um, in a town about an hour away from here for about two years. I was just a part-time teacher, part-time uh, tech guy, so and I had a degree so I could I could get a sub-cert and actually teach, <laughs> so I just got to neat. And as I was writing this book was around that, you know, starting to write the junior high section was around the time I was doing with junior high kids. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> so it was like me looking from the outside in, but also from the inside in. Right. It was yeah. so weird. And um, I remember approaching a few individuals that uh, were ADHD and uh, confirmed by their parents. Won't even mention names or anything here because that would be weird. Yeah. But I just remember one of those students uh, on the playground continually trying to mix with the popular crowd. Mm. Continually. And he was a good kid. Mm-hmm. great kid mm. and he had gotten in trouble at the end and uh i had told the rest of the teachers hey you know i'm gonna take him aside i'll we'll, we'll chat we'll pick up the balls mm. and we just walked through the field and i remember saying one thing i'm like i'm adhd mm. it blew his mind mm. because this kid really looked up to me his his mom looked up to me his, his sister looked up to me and i was like you're meant for for more than what you think you are mm. And it, he, I, I, at that point, I had his attention. I was trying to get his attention. Hmm. I said, don't make my mistakes. Hmm. And this is what I want to share with you. All these people that you're trying to impress, to belong, 
Mm. You just need to stop. Mm. Just belong. Mm. I'm like, if they don't like you, then you just need to understand that that's okay. And that's the whole relationship thing. And I will go mm. into and later in a, a, a new podcast. Uh, this, the, the next one we're going to be having, I'm going to be having another guest. And that guest is very close to me. So um, we'd be definitely talking uh, about uh, interactions over the years and different things that have happened and just understanding, you know, what it was like to be that kid on the playground mm. that I was talking to. But the one thing that's changed here, Putty, the one thing it's changed the most is now I'm an adult. Mm. Do I do something about it mm. and help change the world through God and mm. promote the kingdom? Or I just say idle and, and just let God not work and let the enemy just run rampant mm. through here. And mm. I really feel like the Holy Spirit and, and the Father just really wants to redeem you know different aspects of people and how he created them adhd is one of them i was definitely called to to do this so um i want to thank you so much uh for for have for you know for coming in and i don't even know how to say that but yeah (laughs) no it was just fun i enjoyed our conversation thanks for having me yeah yeah so um i just want to end um our podcast here uh i'm just i just like closing a prayer and um, if you would like to share in the prayer, buddy, that would be awesome. I want sure. to close all our podcasts like that. So, uh, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come. And anybody out there dealing with the ADHD situation, I know it's complicated. I know it's hard. But just listen to the Father. Mm. Go to your prayer closet and just hear what he has to say. You will know in your heart what to do. If it's medication, it's medication. If it's not medication, it's not medication. It, but it starts with love and unconditional agape love to, the, to that situation, even if it's yourself mm. with ADHD. And go through some inner healing if you have not. Reach out to your local church um, that deals with this. And mm. yeah. So we just ask for for uh, God just to come into your heart right now if you have not received Jesus and just bless that in the name of Jesus. So mm. let's have Putty close on our prayer here. Yeah, I just whoever you are, you know, and you know maybe you're a follower of Jesus and maybe you're even not, and that's that's totally cool. Um, just whoever you are, I just I just bless you, and and I want to say that like um, God is really glad you're here. Um, you are not what's wrong with the world. Um, you're, you're not, you're not a problem. Like God could have had the world without you and he chose to have the world with you. Mm. And so that means, uh, that you matter to him. It means that he thinks you're an improvement on the world. Um, and I just, I just bless you. I bless that that would be like just the, the resting place of your heart and your mind that like, you'd be like, yeah, you know what? Apparently, I am an improvement on the world. Not because I think make think so, but God actually thinks that. So, I don't have to. I don't have to defend that. I don't have to prove that. I don't have to demonstrate that. I just. I just get to be like, wow. I guess that's truth. Um, you are an improvement in the world, and so I just. I bless you. I bless you to to belong here, knowing that God is ultimately the one who put you here, and He didn't make a mistake uh, putting you here. You're not His first mistake. <laughs> You're here because you make this place better, just as you. Mm. Not as what you could be, uh, as you. Awesome. Amen. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and stay tuned. Uh, 
and up to date on our production one ministries.com page, Facebook page, and for the next energy of change podcast, take care.